And we're back on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel and Dr. Nick Verma sitting in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. Our show is Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. Coming up at the top of the hour inside the clubhouse, that great baseball show with the one and only Bruce Levine. Speaking of baseball, Dr. Nick Verma, not only with Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, orthopedic surgeon, but also the head team physician with the Chicago White Sox. Year number two now, Doc, is that right? And approaching end of year two. That's right, Steve. Fantastic. Well, we only have a couple weeks left in the season. The White Sox uh, season closes on September 30th. We're not going to talk wins and losses, although much better second half than the first half, right? Much better second half. A lot, a lot of good baseball being played, and uh, great to see some of the young guys getting some time and uh, producing the way they hope we we hope they would. What does it mean to a, a team doctor? I mean, I guess when spirits are up, uh, it, it makes everybody's job a little easier. Yeah, you know, we always say around the training room, when you're winning, um, doesn't hurt as much, right? Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of ailments suddenly get better when uh, when the team's playing well and people are having fun. Well, take us through the role if you can, Doc. Not many people know what you guys do. We talk quite often with Dr. Brian Cole about his role as head team physician of the Chicago Bulls. He also helps the White Sox, as do your other partners from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. But you are the head team physician for the White Sox. And I know you took the role of that was currently held previously I knew you took the role that was previously held by Dr. Charles Bush Joseph so tell us what the the role includes because you have a full-time job as well at the MOR right I do and you know a full clinical practice and um, when you take over a head team physician as as you I'm sure you've heard from Dr. Cole on uh, previous shows it's really a full-time position there's no off season there's no weekends there's no downtimes now, we're fortunate that we have a, a great group of physicians at Midwest Orthopedics, and so we provide a, love, a lot of coverage uh, between doctors so that I don't have to be there for 82 games a year. Right. Um, but really what it is is being uh, the, the, the go-to person to understand what's going on with all levels of the team at any given time. So that involves obviously taking care of our major league club, our, our 25-man roster, and now our 40-man roster as we get towards the end of the year here but also looking after our minor league organization as well as uh, evaluating new players that may be coming into the organization, trades that may be happening, um, and uh, uh, trying to keep people healthy uh, year-round. I wanted to ask you, uh, Dr. Nick, about the line of communication. Um, I mean, does it does it go through Rick Hahn, the general manager, and Kenny Williams, the vice president of baseball operations, and as high as Jerry Reinsdorf? I mean, when somebody suffers an injury as small or as big, as uh, someone might suffer during the season, uh, what's that line of commu- communication like? Uh, and even if there are socks around the road, I'm sure, I'm sure it start with, starts with you, right, with a text or an email? Exactly. And so, you know, baseball is a, a little bit different than basketball in that it's such a huge organization, right? So we have high-value guys within the minor league system that we uh, need to make sure are, are being treated the same way we would somebody in Chicago. Uh, you know, these guys are expected to be up here at the major leagues. They're a major part of what we hope and plan to do from the White Sox organization over the next uh, one to two years, but but they're not here. And so we need to have um, constant communication going back and forth. And we have a wide range of people that do that. It starts with the medical staff that includes myself, Dr. Kathy Weber, who handles all of the medical issues that may come up, the non-orthopedic issues that may come up, uh, the trainers, so Herm Schneider and Brian Ball, as well as our minor league uh, trainer, um, Scott Takao. We've got uh, director of player personnel on the minor league side, Chris Getz, and then we have 
Jeremy Haber and Rick Hahn, uh, who are the management guys on the on the major league side. And so, you know, we probably have conversations um, once or twice a homestand in which m- whoever needs to be in the room from those people are in the room so that we understand where all of our players are at any given time. Certainly if, um, or, uh, if injuries come up that require more um, uh, quick attention, then those calls are done often via conference, and, and they go all the way up to, uh, to Jerry Reinsdorf via Rick Hahn, uh, depending on, on the level of the athlete that we're dealing with. Well, again, we're talking with Dr. Nick Verma, our co-host this week, subbing for Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel at Sports Medicine Weekly. Dr. Verma sitting alongside me here this week is the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. Okay, so Doc, take us through the end of the season here. The White Sox last game is on September 30th. We know they're not, they're not going to the postseason. Uh, so what happens? Do the players, you know, do you, do you send them on vacation? Is it suggested to don't throw, don't hit, don't do anything for a week, two, a month? How long? Yeah, it's, you know, what's amazing, I think, and people underestimate is really how grueling the baseball season really is. I mean, 160-plus games uh, and then spring training on top of that, that's just a lot of activity, especially because these guys are playing night in and night out with probably an average of one day off every seven to ten days or so. So <clears throat> the first thing that we do is we do what's called an exit physical, which means that everybody on the 40-man roster is seen by me um, at the end of the season, along with our uh, athletic trainers, our physical therapists, our strength and conditioning coaches, to make sure we understand what are the, any of the issues that we may have had this year, what are any of the issues that they're feeling at the end of the season, and um, and is there anything that we need to take care of? So is there some treatment that we need to administer? Um, in rare cases, are there surgeries that need to get done in preparation uh, for the following year? Um, so we come up with a treatment plan for any ongoing active issues. And then the next thing that we do is we we look at how the season went, were there issues that came up that may have now be resolved, but what are things that we can do preventative, and what can we do to get that athlete in the best shape come February when we all reconvene uh, in Phoenix. So that becomes a coordinated effort between our athletic trainers and our strength and conditioning guys who not only devise the plan, but our strength and conditioning coaches are traveling most of the offseason. They'll go and visit most of our players um, at least two, if not three times during the year just to touch base with them, see how their offseason training is going. To answer your first question, you know, the first thing these guys need to do is they need to just let their body rest and heal, right? And so most of them are taking a good four weeks off where they might be doing some light physical activity, but they're just trying to get themselves mentally and physically um, healed from a long season of, of uh, baseball. I would say by uh, probably November-ish for our position players, uh, maybe a little bit uh, later around Thanksgiving for our pitchers, they're starting to get back into their regular off-season conditioning work. Our pitchers will start throwing again sometime in December or January, um, knowing that they're going to be really throwing at a full level come mid-February. So they have a good three months off where they're really, if you're a pitcher, where you're not throwing a baseball at least um, off a mound at a, at a you know uh, competitive type environment. And I think that's important for our young people because you know we we make sure that our our uh, professional athletes have a period of time where they can rest and recover. But as you know, having a, a, a young son who plays baseball, that's not always the case for these young kids, right. right? There's fall ball and winter ball, and they're already preparing for next season. Yeah, they've got pitching coaches. They've got showcases. They've got travel teams. They've got high school teams. They've got, uh, uh, as you said, fall ball. I mean, many of these kids are literally throwing a baseball uh, as a pitcher 12 months out of the year. And that's we, bad. We know that that's the biggest, the single most biggest predictor of injury is the number of months um, out of the year that one throws a baseball. So for all the parents out there who have kids that are playing baseball, understand that we know you, you, you want your child to be competitive. We know that uh, you know, want them to have the best opportunities they can play to, to, they can have to play at the highest level. 
but you're really doing them a disservice if you're pushing them beyond the limits of what the human body can do. So, Dr. Nick, uh, a lot of the little leaguers usually, and, and my boys, I've got 14 and 11, both are pitchers and their travel teams. They finish the season middle of July. We really had them shut down and going into their kind of fall sports football for one, hockey for another, but I played a little bit of catch, a little bit of long toss, but I really gave them like a month and a half off from even throwing a baseball. Was that long enough? So I think the numbers that that we've seen scientifically, and we have a number of uh, uh, studies that look at this, as do others around the country, it seems to be that if you are throwing more than eight to nine months out of the year, those are the kids that get into trouble. Okay. Now, I don't think that that necessarily has to be a three-month total break, meaning it has to be three months all at once. But I think you're very smart in saying taking six weeks now, and then maybe they throw a little bit in fall ball and do some things there, and then they take another six weeks between December and uh, the end of January before they start getting ramped up for the spring. So I think mentally you have to carve in these times where you say, we're going to get away from baseball. Maybe we play another sport. Maybe they just go out and be a kid and do summer stuff or travel or whatever the case may be. But you need to carve out those intervals where there's a hard stop to say you're not going to be pitching during that time frame. Yeah, and but is, isn't it funny how the uh, – or interesting how the coaches now, they want you to specialize in one sport. And I keep hearing from the doctors, and tell me if I'm wrong, that the multiple sport athletes at the young ages are, are really the best, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's not so much about the multiple sports, uh, Steve. I think it's the fact that because they're playing a different sport, their body is doing a different activity, yeah. right? So even if you play one sport but you carve out time the way that we're talking about to be away from that sport – I think you're probably um, uh, as as healthy as somebody who plays multiple sports. The key is you just can't ask yourself to be doing the same repetitive activity, particularly when it comes to something that's as taxing on one single part of your body like your arm as throwing a baseball. Again, that's Dr. Nick Verma, head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. I'm Steve Cashel. We're wrapping up our Sports Medicine Weekly Show here on 670 The Score on this Saturday morning. Still ahead, uh, we're going to go to uh, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine, that great baseball show, which uh, begins at 9 a.m. here on The Score. Uh, I want to ask you a question, Owen, because this hits home with me, trying to build my boys' arms up as pitchers. What's the best way to do that? When is? Is it long toss? How can they build arm strength? So a very controversial topic, one that we're always evaluating. You know, I think um, the, the probably the newest and greatest is this concept of the weighted ball, right, where you're throwing weighted balls to try to generate increased velocity. Okay. And at least in the short term, there is some data that say you can add between one to three miles per hour um, on your uh, pitch speed associated with that. Unfortunately, what we also know is that velocity is directly correlated with particularly Tommy John injuries. Okay. And so it's kind of like, uh, um, you know, the old adage is there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Everything comes with a consequence. Uh, the second point that I would make is, is what we fail to recognize is that the power from throwing a baseball doesn't come from your arm. The power from throwing a baseball comes from the big muscles in your torso, in your hips, and in your legs. And so I think the biggest thing that these younger kids can do, because they don't spend any time doing it, is work on proximal strength and core function. Because if you create a stable base and you create um, ground reactive forces from your legs and your torso, you're going to be better at throwing a baseball and you're going to be healthier over the long term in throwing a baseball. Yeah, so take the stress off the arm and because, you know, you can put it on the rest of your body. Like you said, the core and the legs and the hips. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, it can absorb a lot faster. Fantastic stuff. Dr. Nick Verma, I really appreciate you sitting in this week for uh, Dr. Brian Cole. And uh, actually, you said in the last two weeks. So many thanks for uh, for your help. It's great having you. And to 
con- continued success with everything you do at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and also with the uh, Chicago White Sox. White Sox, can't wait to see him play next season. It's going to be fun. Appreciate it, Steve. You know, we're, I think the next two years are really going to be um, some fun times on the south side, and we're looking forward to a lot of success. All right. Our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. Many thanks to Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and also Dr. Brian Cole's father, David Cole, for running our website and our business operations. For Dr. Nick Verma, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. Up next here on The Score, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine. Talk with you again next week, only on 670 The Score.